0: AM 670 KLTT. Infusing your afternoon with the light of God's Word. You're tuned to AM 670 KLTT at KLTT HD, Commerce City, Denver. And now FM at 95.1. And streaming worldwide at 670KLTT.com. Start and end your day with the good news the good news with angie austin find the podcast of past shows at angieaustinradio.com now here's angie austin and friends with the good news
1: yes and friends we've got cindy marsh we have jennifer bishop and donna hetzler and of course, producer Dave, Yay. Uh, we've got a good news story I want to share with you. I, I love sharing testimonies. That's what a lot of the good news is about. And uh, recently, Chip and Joanna Gaines with the show Fixer Upper uh, said that they were going to be stepping away from their show. And a lot of it, they said, had to do with, you know, their marriage and their family Wanting that to be a priority for them, and a lot of people who are in the world are like, "What on earth? Why would you? Isn't this risky to step away from something that you know you make so much money? And why on earth would you do that?" Uh, Chip and Joanna Gaines say people called them crazy for stepping away, uh, but you know, I mean, come on, what's more important than your family and your, <laughs> your, you know, your kids?
2: Yeah, if you don't have that, who do you have? What do you have? It's money. A lot of
1: pressure, and plus your kids having to deal, I mean, they're, they're I'm sure they're quite famous in this town, the kids.
2: Oh, right. I, I just think that, good for them. Like, I, I'm okay if people think I'm crazy for the Lord or crazy for my family, or, I think that more people need to be that and do that instead of, you know, yes, it takes money to live, we all have to find that, but when that becomes your God, when that becomes your only thing you look at, then you, you've placed your faith in the wrong place. He says, uh, Chip says,
1: people are like, it's a quote, people are like, you're crazy. Uh, You would be crazy to leave this thing at the height like it is. Give it another year. Let it run out of gas, Chip told Success Magazine in an interview. And we kind of laugh. And we're like, you know what? That's not who we are.
3: Yep. Good for them. And I think it's good to change up um, routines or, or things, even if they're working, because it, it helps. There's actual brain science that t- that says that the brain uh, transforms and becomes more creative as you get out of routines and do certain things. So even though it's working for them, Fair. they're seeing that there's something else in their life that's not working or running 100%. Mm-hmm. And so they're going, we're going to change this up because that 100% in our marriage and family is way more important. So uh, good for them, yeah, often just like working out too that's like right. if you keep doing the same you know workout every time
2: every time your body gets used to it that's it and so same brain body spirit mind body spirit
1: uh, chip says uh well chip and joanna in the interview in success magazine said we've always been on the same page when it comes to things that matter most our family and our values and how we want to raise our children and i had sensed early on when i started watching the show that they were christians and so we are going to share a testimony that's part of what the good news is all about just talking about not just positive news stories because i was in the bad news business for so many years but also the good news of jesus we like to share testimonies and you know how people became christians and how like, the lords influenced their lives and so we've gone to i am second the website and we're sharing several of these testimonies now and uh... Theirs is a, pr- a pretty interesting one because she I, it, yeah, being younger, growing up in uh, Texas, and being having a mom who I believe is Japanese and a dad who is white, uh, so whatever her background is, it's mixed of some sort, and she felt at times left out or different or not good enough or sad about that at times in her life and I've heard her testimony in the past I don't know if she discusses that here but that stuck with me because she's so beautiful And we look at her now successful and beautiful be- gorgeous family ch- husband you know success and you'd be surprised to learn that some of those things that could have taken her down in life and kept her from success uh, feeling badly about you know being different uh, and I, I just wish we could get our kids to embrace being different a little more. You know, we hear so much about bullying. And it's like, isn't yep. being different kind of a... Shouldn't it be something that... Good thing. Yeah. Positive thing. Yeah,
0: yes. You know, it's weird. You'd think being the mixed heritage like that would make you included in both. But it kind of makes you... Excluded. not excluded from both my baby sister well, she's not a baby she's 18 now but um she's half chinese and half my dad big white guy um and it, it, she'd go to china during the summers and she's the little white girl in china and but here in california she is the asian girl and she's been separated into this little group and so i just thought that was a really weird twist that you're yeah. not included in either if you're in that case which you think i i mean i You'd think you'd be included in both.
1: Yeah. Well, feel free. Um, We're going to keep your mics up so we can jump in if we have comments to make. Just give a wave to Dave. And I hope you enjoyed as well. I've been listening to a couple of the shows at home when I hear these testimonies. I find them very engaging. So I hope you enjoyed as well.
4: The shows I was always drawn to when I was younger were the ones where you'd have this really nerdy character um, that kind of hid in the background. And then you have this kind of jock. Everyone loved, most popular guy in school, and he sees this person, this, this girl who looks scared and who definitely isn't trying to get any attention on herself, and he, he sees the potential in her. And somehow he uncovers this whole new identity for this girl. favorite thing about Chip. If you give Chip a boundary, he's gonna break that boundary. If you give him a rule, he's not gonna follow it. And If you tell him he can't go past this line, he'll put his toe over it.
5: Joanna is like the purest, most stable person I've ever met.
4: I like safety. I like knowing what's coming. I don't want to be surprised. I don't know if we would have dated in college if we would have known each other.
5: My wife is a bit of a wallflower. You know, I joke with her pretty publicly that she was almost awkward when we first met. I you
4: know he always jokes I'm the guy in the relationship. Because when he wants to talk and dig, I don't want to talk, I just want to eat my fries.
5: I would have been the guy on a horseback Riding off into the wilderness. I mean that's who I sort of was by nature and Joe could not be more opposite than that
4: Fear and failure doesn't even cross his mind. He doesn't let that even Go through one ear and out the other
5: The little voice in your ear that talks when you're being quiet my little voice tells me how handsome I am Tells me how funny I am tells me how rich I'm gonna be. You know, it's just constantly talking you can't censor chip. I used to drive my truck and I would play a little game with myself to see how out of gas I could get without in fact running completely out of gas. And she was like, why would anybody want to play that?
6: <laughs> For someone who
4: is a rule follower to a T, um, it's 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 an adventure.
5: I think like loving somebody is top rolled down, James Dean and whomever, flying through the mountains, going too fast, reckless. And your idea was, no, bubble tape. Yeah, sitting around.
4: Wrapped up. Eating
5: eating Church's chicken.
4: If I didn't have Chip Gaines in my life, I'd still be dreaming in my head, but not acting out on any of that, not living it out. You pushed me. You push me out of my comfort zone. I like comfortable, I like predictable, mm-hmm. and you push me.
5: Am I any of those? No. Nope. Not you're... comfortable or predictable? No,
4: you're comfortable in that you're consistent in just who you are is Chip, but you're definitely not predictable.
5: I think that's one of the reasons that I love her like I do. I mean, I feel like she knows me in a way that that is caused me to stop acting you know i feel like i've really been an actor i've been a character my whole life i've always tried to prove something to someone do the microphone thing that okay. makes me feel more comfortable. remember the time that i came home from that guy's trip in east texas do i look fast just, no
4: just make sure your jeans aren't too tight you what? know what i
5: mean do i feel do i no, look comfortable
4: your jeans are real tight right there <laughs> Just like
5: that. Is the Watch girl. your everything. I'm watching. <laughs> when I caught her, I finally felt content for the first time in my life. I felt like I could be exactly who I was. Look at you, sexy mama. Showing some skin. I see that. That's interesting. <laughs> I have learned so much about order and structure and, and processes through my wife. And God is all of those things to me now. But at the beginning, God was just chaotic to me. He was wild. He was untamed. He was un unruly. And I, I like that.
4: But God had a funny way of bringing me Chip, to almost have this reality of what it's like to follow Christ, which is a lot of the things are going to push you to a place of <clears throat> discomfort. A lot of things are gonna push you to a place of freaking out. It takes someone who's externally this, whatever that is. Processes, yeah. Because it helps me get it out there, because it's healthier to be out there than it is just let it all kind of play in
7: my mind. Hmm.
4: I don't wanna be in the box anymore. I don't wanna play it safe. um, Because where the impact is, is over here on the other side.
5: You were like a flower in desperate need of water. You blossomed in a way that was really fascinating to watch. I was made
4: for a reason, and I need to, I need to let whatever God has created me for, I mean, that, that's, that needs to be known. I don't need to stay hidden. My walk with God when I was little and all the way up until like my 20s was always, if you play by the rules, you'll be blessed. Um, but then I met Chip, and i feel like now it's when you take a step out in faith when it makes absolutely no sense um i think that's where the greater reward is there's no telling where that will take you
1: so i think uh you know, as you're listening to this, if uh, you just tuned in, Chip and Joanna Gaines talking about their faith and their relationship, and uh, just where it brought them. So interesting to hear them talk about how he took the uh, more dangerous road in life, and uh, she liked the safe road and was a rule follower to a T, and how they came together. And I just love their personalities together. I think that's why uh, they've done so well. That um, she lets him be him, even though she's so different from him, and his, his sense of humor just cracks me up. And again, Fixer Upper, they're stepping away from it after five uh, seasons. If you watch it on HGTV, it's kind of uh, appealing to, you know, all generations. My kids will watch it. My mom will watch it. My in-laws watch it. My husband will watch it with me. I mean, it's really a neat show. And I love the family environment. Just beautiful children. I can see, though, why they would consider stepping away just to keep... Their family intact because it's a, they said there's never been any question about what was most important. It's their family. It's not the money. It's not the fame. And they want to make sure their their children are safe from all of this as well. And I do want to step back because um, she said uh, regarding her ethnicity, I thought her mom was Japanese uh, because she had in another testimony talked about how she was different as a child and how she didn't feel included and was left out and because she was mixed race and her father. Uh, she says she gets asked a lot, and the quote is. Uh, I love hearing all the guesses about my ethnicity. She said, quote, Although I did play Pocahontas in high school, I am not a Native American. My father is half... Lebanese, half German, and my mother is full Korean. So uh, that is her uh, background. And boy, do they have beautiful children. Mm-hmm. So anything gorgeous. strike you guys? We're going to continue hearing about their faith and their marriage and their relationship. But anything that uh, strikes you, yeah. good news, gals?
3: For me, it's that that perfect imbalance of um, an ebb and flow of their gifts that they instill to one another. So it's not about... You know, her changing Chip to be a little more um, conservative. And so many of
1: us do try to change our husbands and make them what we think they should be.
3: Absolutely. And Chip's not trying to change her into being some outspoken person. He's honoring who she is. And yet they still can push each other outside of their comfort zones to, you know, be like one another because Mm -hmm. when he
1: goofs around and he like ruins their take and they have to do a take over and over and over again because he's goofing off right she just starts she laughs Uh uh-huh you know and then she's got to do it again and then he goofs around and then she laughs she's not like stop doing that like I'm trying to be serious I've worked with so many people over the years that when you try to have a little giggle on the air or you're doing TV like, or whatever, stop it. That they're just Cut like, it off. the parent, like, we've got to get back to business now. Yeah. You know, and she takes not the like fun that. out of it. That's yeah. right.
3: And that can be him. Yeah. And that kills the, the joy and happiness of marriage. And, and we're not supposed to be the same or change each other. We're supposed to highlight our giftedness and help each other grow in the areas where the other person is weaker, but not by changing. So
4: true. Yes. I do believe real life in all relationships lie outside the box, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And we all have our differences in the ways that we orient and relate to the world. And then when you run into somebody that sees the world in a different way, they can teach you so much. But probably what would be important to come in the middle of it is that non-judgmental attitude and something called love and respect and if we do that for each other we can just see so many beautiful things and learn from it because our way is not the only way Right. I think you
1: said something really important there, respect. How we talk to our girlfriends, our sisters, our mom, our uh, friends, I think is different than how we should speak to our husbands. And you know, a lot of pe- uh, pe- women who are feminists are going to be like, oh, I can't believe you're saying this, Angie. Men really do deserve and they need respect. And so to criticize them does not uplift and encourage your marriage. And that's something that you don't see uh, Joanna doing to him. She does not rip him down or criticize him or tell him how he should do things. She lets him be him.
2: Yeah. And being married, gosh, 27, going on 28 years now. And it's, it's interesting what I fell in love in the beginning was our differences. Like the, you know, the ebb and flow, the, um, for lack of a better word, yin and yang. And that's, you know, the perfect match, that perfect fit together. And I think sometimes we can get years later and you're like, oh, that drives me crazy when he does blah, blah, blah. And it's like, No, that's what I fell in love with. Mm -hmm. And then it's that appreciation, that respect. I love um, the book Love and Respect. I mean, women yearn for love, and men need absolutely respect. Mm -hmm. And I find, you know, when... When we have issues, it's, okay. look at me, Jennifer. Am I respecting my husband the way I should be respecting him in our biblical marriage? And we all, you know, I tell a lot of people that I feel like we've been through three marriages. Before ALS and then after he was diagnosed with ALS and then now that um, he's doing a lot better, but he still has ALS. And how does God want us to work this relationship, Mm -hmm. even though he is still the man of the house? He absolutely is the head of our household. And I had to step up for years because he physically and emotionally, he really, they gave him two to five years to live. But now, so how, how does that work? And I loved how Chip said he was fear and failure doesn't cross his mind. Well, I'm a Chip Gaines. Like I was blessed. My dad was like, you can do anything, you you know, so fear and failure never, ever crossed my mind ever. And so and it's, it's interesting when I, a lot of our friends, I usually can really relate to the husband. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. And I'm like, that's really weird. I'm like, what is that? You know what? um, You
0: guys are talking a lot about relationships and how to do all this. But I think the one thing that stood out in this entire video was what Chip said when he said when he's by himself and his voice is in his head. Mm -hmm. The things that he says to himself. I think that if you're saying things like that to yourself, the things that you're going to say to your partner are going to be so much more enlightening and so much more positive. That especially if you're positive point. about yourself because so many of us i know donna deals with this all the time with the jericho girls but when you're in that alone time thinking about yourself you're like i am not funny i am not beautiful i'm not right. nobody likes me you know and even though and when chip's saying no i'm the funniest guy i have the best sense of humor <laughs> yeah. you know what i think if we really change that attitude
7: that
1: really yeah. says a lot i want to hear Great. the rest of this sure, there's um, 20 seconds real are. quickly uh they, they say there's no secret uh, As to the secret to their 14 year marriage, he says, There's no secret. It's hard work. Joe and I have struggles and fighting and arguments just like anybody else. Uh, This isn't we got lucky and hit the lottery uh, and two two perfect people fell in love. He said, That's not what it was. So here's just the very end of their chat about themselves, their marriage, and their faith.
4: My name is Joanna Gaines, and I am
5: second. And I'm Chip Gaines, and I am second.
1: I'll bet you that's Chip (laughs) giving himself a A high five. five. (laughs) (laughs) five. (laughs) (laughs) I did great, man. I killed it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I had no idea. I cut it off
1: right there at the end. Yeah. I discontinued it. Sorry about that. You know what I
3: love about Chip is how um, he was able to um, communicate on this, this interview with Joanna by meeting her where she's at and saying, no, 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 put the microphone away if you want to really hear her heart, let us just talk for a minute and, you know, kind of move. I oh, visualized him like moving yeah. that microphone away. And then yeah. they're talking about, you know, do I look fat in this? And they're laughing and they're connecting and what have you. So I love how he met her where he, you know, she was at at the moment oh, too. Oh yeah, that was beautiful.
1: Smart. Yeah. Not to put the microphone right in her face and let, it, but let them have a conversation so you could really hear about her. Oh, I like that a lot. All right, Donna, you have a ministry that encourages women, Jericho Girls. How do they find you?
3: Yes, JerichoGirls.org.
1: Excellent. And you, Jennifer Bishop? <gasps>
3: LivingYourpotential.com.
1: Excellent. Thank you so much, Cindy Marsh and producer Dave. We will be right back with the good news.
0: The good news of Jesus for you in high-definition radio and streaming at 670KLTT.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver.
1: and arkdrift.org for a location near you if you just want to drop a few things off and do a little shopping.
3: ArcDrift.org, shopping with a purpose.
0: I love Ark.
3: For over 120 years, the Denver Rescue Mission has been providing services to those in need and the homeless in the metro area. It is the oldest full-service Christian charity in the Rocky Mountain region. Since its conception in 1892, it has expanded to helping the homeless and hungry to provide services for men and single mothers, offering programs such as rehabilitation for those suffering from addiction and abuse, education and career centers, family services, and life restoration. The Denver Rescue Mission is always in need of your assistance. You can help this growing organization by donating clothing, food, furniture, and more at any of the drop-off locations. For more information on their services, ways you can help, and to donate online, go to denverrescuemission.org. denverrescuemission.org. Changing lives in the name of Christ.
1: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the good news. Still have my God squad here. Author and speaker Beatrice Bruno, the drill sergeant of life. Jennifer Bishop is here. Rachel Maines, my uh, uh, my colleague from Channel 2. We worked together. We were prayer partners and now she has her own uh, show, Corner Cafe. She focused on artists. And Cindy Marsh, my uh, my basically my sister in life. Sometimes you don't get a sister, or you don't get a good sibling. So then you pick one that's even better. Amen. <laughs> right. Amen. Amen. Right. Oh yeah. So, love you, girl. <laughs> love you guys too. I'm so lucky to have you all. <laughs> all right. So let's get back to the show. She is Yours is the title of the book. Trusting God as you raise the girl he gave you, whether it's girl or girls. Raising girls is certainly different than boys. Boy, my husband sure is hard on my son comparatively speaking to the girls. I'm like, what on earth? Why are you so hard on him? And the girls sometimes, they need it. They need the tough discipline as well. Jonathan and Winter Pitts are joining us uh, to talk to us about their book, She is Yours, Trusting God as You Raise the Girl He Gave You. Welcome to Jonathan and Winter.
6: Thank you, Angie.
1: Thank you. All right, so uh, why don't you just give us a synopsis, your one-minute elevator speech, if someone says, what is She Is Yours about?
6: Yeah, sure. Well, uh, uh, She Is Yours is really a mindset. Uh, I guess we have four daughters age 13 all the way down to eight, twins at eight years old. And one of the things we've learned over the years in parenting our daughters is that um, there's a mindset that we've developed and that we have and that we are um, advocating that other parents have, that your daughter is God's first, and that He's given to her, He's given her to you as a as a gift from Him to steward well, but ultimately knowing that she is His first um, is really the mindset you need to have in parenting girls.
8: Changes okay. your perspective on every almost everything that they face. It just completely shifts how you think about it and and what you how you move forward.
1: Winter, how did it change your perspective? Like up uh, knowing that your daughter or daughters that they are the Lord's first. How does that change your perspective?
8: It really put me in a place of surrender, um, where it's not, you know, whether it's their behavior or their grades or their attitudes, whatever it is that I'm dealing with um, with them, it's not necessarily what I want or what I think is is best for them or what makes me feel most comfortable. But really, just believing and trusting, like, okay, I have to put myself aside right now and really see what God is trying to do here and wants to teach them or grow in them in their lives.
1: That's a lot of girls. So how do you spend time with them and? Boy, I mean, I've got three kids, and I think about just the drama and the outside influence of the world. They're not homeschooled, like how do we how do we navigate the, the bat the adverse influences that are coming at our girls lightning speed? Like my daughter loves uh, Christian music, but then all of a sudden a school for a a, a song from school that she likes, she'll put on in um, she'll even say, like, oh, don't use that one. That's got the bad language. You know, oh, we it's can't, not the clean one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not the clean version. So how do we – it's like we can't wrap them in bubble wrap. How do we keep um, more good going into them than the bad that's really out there in the world that sometimes we can't control?
6: Yeah, Angie, we like to say, um, as you know, a lot of times as parents, especially Christian parents, we play defense, trying to keep them from what the world has to offer. But ultimately it's- as parents – and Christ followers, we want to give that. We want them to play offense.
7: Okay. So we really
6: kind of cast a vision and paint a picture of what does it look like to play offense with our children and with our daughters specifically. And you know, one of the things this phrase that Winter has is she, she's you know she calls it "yes girls" that we want or God's girls that say yes. So ultimately, our goal is to try to get our girls to say yes to the vision that God has for them, which ultimately means they're saying no to things, but it's more proactive in the nature and how they do that. And Ooh, yes, um, for girls us, that really say yes a, to God.
1: So yes, girls that say yes yes yes. to God. So you're really saying no to a lot of things in the world because you're saying yes to God. But it's a little more positive than go out in the world and say no to everything and be careful and watch out for bad people and say, no, you don't want to swear. And no, you're not going to wear that. No, you're not going to drink that. No, you're not going to eat that.
8: Exactly. Exactly. And it also just, just helps to shift the thought that, you know, it's not necessarily what the world's influence will be on them. But it puts them in a position to say, like God actually has created me to have an influence on the world around me.
1: Ooh, I like um that. And so
8: then it's, it's them. You know, what can they bring and what can they offer and what what is the their what is it that their friends need to hear from them, and not necessarily what their friends are saying. And Ooh, how can they be a positive
1: influence on others? Yeah,
8: cool. but because God has given them things to share, and um, you know, we can spend a lot of time just kind of feeling hopeless and being worried that that they're gonna be impacted but when we really just say, actually you know what, I'm preparing you to have the impact then it just mm-hmm. it just puts us in the most powerful position and it just gets me excited to think like actually I'm I'm raising girls that will make a difference because because we're saying that they're guys and he's gonna do something amazing with their lives uh, and we well- just need them to to walk in
1: that. I'm looking at the picture, of Jonathan, in winter, and you look super young, by the way. So I can't even imagine Jonathan like baby after baby <laughs> after baby. You go in for the ultrasound, like a girl, great. Second one, a girl, another girl, okay, great. Uh, third girl, uh, oh, great. Uh, fourth girl, oh, wow, this is a lot. That's great. But I mean, what a responsibility. That's Beatrice has uh, exactly raised. That's exactly what it sounded like. Yes. <laughs> Beatrice has ra- ra- raised uh, four kids. Uh, Beatrice. Uh, I'm, I know you've got questions about this, um, and uh, these girls are so stinking cute. That's a responsibility, though, for Jonathan. I mean, that's a lot to take on. I mean, my husband is a dude. So, like, having four girls or even, you know, the two that we do have, Hope and Faith, along with my son, that that's foreign territory to him. And your, your husband yeah. married into a couple of these kids. Beatrice, do you have any questions for Jonathan and Winter?
7: Well, my thing is and I, I um, raised my oldest daughter by myself, for a long time until she was about 16 years old. And then my husband and I got married and I got the two boys and then we had our youngest daughter, EJ. And, um, it's a big difference between raising boys and girls. I I can guarantee you that. But now with, what is your perspective then on raising all these to be godlike young women from the beginning? Okay. Because you know, they don't see that in school.
8: Right. You know, it's, Interesting, because um, I think what happens, and, and even the heart behind when I first started even writing in this ministry, I have a ministry called For Girls Like You, mm-hmm. and the heart of that was, there's you know, all these things for Mommy and Me, these baby mm-hmm. we, we get them yes, when they're babies. Yes, it's so
1: true. These, it is. It's not Daddy and Me. It's Mommy and Me. You're right. That's what it's they have, mommy those classes. And me, and yeah.
8: Right, with all these classes, and I remember having babies strapped to my back and mm-hmm. another one in the shoulder, and we're doing Mommy and Me gymnastics and all these things. And then they start school and it just kinda of gets quiet for a while and then what I was seeing was a lot of my friends with older kids were then having to step in and try to try to reach them and save them. But they we spent all these years in between where, you know, they just go to school and play sports and do whatever. And so my heart is just is that to kind of stay and walk alongside them the entire journey from mm-hmm. the time that they're wrapped around my back and were singing mommy and me songs to the time when they're 6 and I walk them into kindergarten to the time when they're 8 and, you know, I'm doing all these things. And then when they are 13 now, like my oldest, that we still just have this ongoing um, relationship and I have an ongoing influence um, in her life. And
6: I would say as a dad, from my perspective, you know, one of the things I say in the book and I say it all the time is to the degree that we show Jesus in our, in our nature, and we mm-hmm. show them what Christ likeness looks like in, in our example will be to the degree that they actually see uh, Christ represented, and it's the only one we can control. We can only control us. So one of the things that um, we always uh, talk about is, like, our maximum influence is shown through our lives, and they're watching us, and I love that as a dad mm-hmm. because I get to be the example of Christlike. Amen. Yeah. fatherhood and Christ-like husbandry and, you know, just Christ-like, what does a man look like? I remember when my daughter, my oldest, was six years old, she saw a guy walking down the street and uh, he just didn't look well kept and she said, Daddy, I don't want to marry a guy like that. And it's not so much about what he looked like <laughs> as much as it was about she saw the example in me that looked different, and they noticed the differences. And thing, as a dad, yes. I get to play that example every day. So, and I
8: also just, and it also gives us a chance to show them um, what grace looks like because mm-hmm. we don't mm-hmm. do it perfectly. None of us do. Yep. But so in that modeling, you know, the best that we know, how Christ to them also brings us to our knees with them to say, "Hey, I'm not. You know, this is God needs to help me with this, or I'm sorry I didn't do that well. You know, it just, it just humbles all of us and gives us um, a chance to really. Show them how much we really rely on Christ's grace in our lives.
2: Amen. So, uh, this is Jennifer. I, um, I have a question for you. Thank you first for writing this book. And so, I'm a mother of an only son who's 19, a Marine reservist. Um, My background is I have four older brothers. They're all biological. by the
1: way, adore her. they, They have the four boys. This is just Jonathan and Winter. Just an idea for you. They had the four boys. They adopted the fifth, the only girl, okay? Who was the favorite? Who was the favorite? Hey,
2: now, hey, now, hey, now. No, no. So my question for you is... So I have this only son, and I, I, so I have never really been around girls and women that much, except for it was me and my mom. And so how are you teaching your daughters, like, the interaction with, with young men? Because you said your oldest is 16, right? 13. 13. Our oldest is 13. Thir- oh, gosh, um, I gave her three years. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah, yeah. Woo! So
7: bad. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't.
2: I'm not taking those away. So what, like, how are you integrating, you know, raising these young ladies with the world of boys and, you know? Uh, sure. With the- mm-hmm.
6: Well, thankfully, we have, uh, they have a slew of boy cousins that mm. are all the exact same age as them and a little bit older and a little bit younger. So we've been able to do that. And a
8: whole, years, lot, so we, bigger,
6: yeah, so a whole lot bigger. Yeah, <laughs> <Tears off.
7: laughs>
6: They have a ton of cousins. And what we've tried to do is just really expose our girls, not only, like, with boys, but just in life, like, to the reality of what life is like. So we try not to, like, you know, we talk a lot about helicopter parents in the book. We try not to be that. And we try to really expose our daughters. So thankfully, though, their cousins are right there and we're with them pretty much every week. So
8: Yeah, and I think just, I mean, it's funny because now a 13-year-old, you know, like, I remember growing up and just feeling like boys like was it was just a bad word in my house, like I couldn't say it, and I just don't want my girls to feel that, so the more that I'm open with them and just if if she's you know thinks somebody is cute or whatever we talk about it, mm-hmm. but then i'm also that also allows me to be able to pour into her and say like, you know, oh, I can't wait to see you know what God has for you, God has an amazing husband on for you, that's his plan for your life, so it just gives me a chance to to dream with her and be excited about it. Um, and hopefully in that open and honest conversation, she just always knows that she can just come and talk to me, and I'll I'll listen and share, but then, you know, at the same time, just put God's perspective on it that, you know, boys are for marriage and for later and for, you know, yes. us to mature, and that's not our focus right now with 13, but, no, right. you know, that that is something that we will, you know, we'll be mature enough to handle when the time is right, and just you kind know, of walking alongside her and not trying to avoid it, but, just being a part of that.
1: I giggle because my pastor friend whose daughter is a teenager they have this deal where if she's at a sleepover or something and she feels uncomfortable, that she can just call him or text him. Like I have a code with my son that he can text me, so the kids don't know what he's about up that. to. Yes. Yeah, we have so that. yeah. So he he'll even say when he's leaving, he goes, "Remember our code, mom. Remember our code." Because then he never has to get out of anything. Right. I can help him. But in the case of my pastor friend, uh, he just says to his daughter, um, you know, that no questions asked, I just come get you. And he said she went to a um, a sleepover and uh, that she called, and that he went to go get her, and she was standing with her sleeping bag and all her stuff on the corner, and she got in the car, and that was that. Hmm. That he didn't ask any questions. She didn't say anything. They, they didn't. They, she didn't want to discuss it then. She just wanted to leave, and she wanted to be safe. And I love the idea that they don't have to be nervous about telling you about their friends or what happened. I mean, they might want to later, but that she just got in the car, and they drove away.
8: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. No. I love that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Some, I think that's where prayer comes in, because we can't. We can't. And I, I love you know in the book that you're talking about, God's first. God, they're God's, and there's there's times we want to be amazing parents and be there for everything, but we can't. There's no way we can be there for everything, and that's when we're ha- on our hands and knees and we're praying to God: protect our babies, protect our babies, protect our babies. Yeah, know, we,
6: yeah, we actually break the book up into three sections, her relationship with God, her relationship with you as her parent, and her relationship with the world around her, and we believe that we need to be praying, and all those three sections break Amen. down in different chapters, but the reality is those three different areas are ones that we have very little control over when it comes to ultimate, so we just that's where we're asking God just to join us, her relationship with you. We need you to reveal yourself to her, her relationship with me as her parent. We need you to be gracious and help us understand what we should be doing and her relationship with the world around her. There's so much we can't protect them from and so much we won't won't be there for, and we just have to trust them back to God. Otherwise, we live in constant anxiety as parents, Mm -hmm. and I see why Mm -hmm. a lot of parents are there without the Lord.
7: Amen.
3: I have a question. Um, it's Rachel here, <laughs> and I'm a single, and I don't have any Robert, kids hi, here. Rachel. Hello. Yeah, and <laughs> if you, you are guys. single and you're
1: Christian, you're handsome, yeah. Rachel would like you to also oh. <laughs> uh, check out her show, <laughs> Corner <Joy> Cafe. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: Yeah. But my question for you guys is how would you prepare or what, what piece of advice, one advice, if you will, to a single person um, about kids or having a kid? What would you say? To
1: prepare her. To prepare you know, well, I don't find want to a be, guy first know, would be my first advice. I find a good Christian man. That's my. will send Instagram a
8: good DM messages and see, you know, who applies. But then, when it comes to just kids or life in general, I just think, and not to be super spiritual, but I think the only way that you can prepare is just to continue to grow spiritually yourself. Is just to continue to just mature and seek God and just uh, and just grow because then that's the only way. Because even now as parents, that's what we're still doing is mm-hmm. just growing. And so the more you can just, you know, start doing that, I think you're just in a better position to to handle um, the different things. Because I don't know that you can be completely prepared, because it, it's all different. Each kid is different. What they bring to the table, what they need from you is different. So the only thing you can do is just kind of grow and just be prepared to, to handle,
6: yeah. to handle uh, whatever it is. And I would add to that, you know, one of the things that we, uh, I don't know if you guys know this or if it was in the material, but... Our oldest daughter, Alina, was in the movie War Room. She's 13 now, but she was 10 when she was in the movie. And we actually wrote the prayers for this book um, uh, a year prior to her getting cast in that role. And we had no idea then what God had lined up. You know, we just had no idea. So I would just say pray because... You have no idea. Winter always says that, you know, you never know, like, the biggest thing that God might want to do in you is actually through your children. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. we never would have imagined our daughter would be in this, I mean, this incredibly I mean, number six Christian film of all yes. time. I love, mean, wow. huge, wow. seven, huge influence. Love, love, love. So yes. just, just be praying, because obviously every story is not that story, but ultimately God has big things planned for your children. And, it's, it's, and it may it's have nothing not really to your your do
1: ch- with you, except, that, you know, we're raising them, you know. All right, Beatrice, we're we're almost out of time. It's
6: a
7: huge responsibility, you know, yeah. Amen. I've got one more question. This is Beatrice again. I was raised in the South, and I, I noticed that you didn't have a chapter or a section in there that says her as your best friend okay yeah no we don't <laughs> thank you so no. much and i really yes. appreciate that Amen. because i, I I'm, I'm so <laughs> yeah. sick of, of parents saying, oh that's my best friend right no, there my no, child is no. my best friend no because we are parents we were um commissioned by god to be stewards over these children so there's no way we can be their best friends exactly, exactly. You know, we
6: actually have a line in the prayer there's a main prayer called she is yours and in that prayer, there's one line that says, I surrender my desire to be her best friend. Thank first. you. Amen. For the, yeah, yes. to be friend thank first. you. Yeah. Oh, but thank there's you. nothing wrong with friendship, but no? it's got to no. be submitted to, you know, your That'll happen when they're parents. adults. I Could love be. that. Could yeah. be. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Could be. Yeah.
1: All right. You have a question, yeah. Cindy?
3: No, I'm good. And just want to thank you for your ministry, Amen. for your book, Amen. for putting all Excellent. this perspective out there for us. I, I don't have kids
1: but um, I you really sure, can appreciate. You sure are good with kids. Are you sure are good with minds? That's the thing. I think people think when they're not um, a parent, that they're not having an impact on children, oh. whether it be your stepkids or your grandkids, a niece, nephew. I mean, my kids love Cindy and she's not a grandparent to them. She's not a mom to them. She's not officially an aunt to them. You know what I mean? It so you can so have an impact on kids. Beatrice mentors kids right now, Jen, you're tutoring a child through yes. a ministry, through a yes. nonprofit. So love that again. Again, the book is She Absolutely. Is Yours, Jonathan and Winter Pitts. Trusting God as You Raise the Girl He Gave You. Your website?
6: www.forgirlslikeyou.com For Girls Like You, F-O-R, like you.com.
1: Wonderful. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank, Thank you, you, Winter. Thank we'll be right you. back. Hi, it's Angie. My favorite vacation spot in the world has a deal for you. It's YMCA of the Rockies. It's their 110th anniversary at the YMCA of the Rockies, and they're offering lodge rooms for $84 per night. My whole family stays in one lodge room. That deal is through the end of December and includes two free breakfasts every morning. And here's some of the things that are included. Some of these cost a little bit more, but most of them are free, like the roller skating, swimming. There's a Nordic center. It's a little like for rock climbing, you can learn how to do archery horseback riding at Snow Mountain Ranch. The s'mores and the campfires are so much fun. Oh, sometimes there's singing and sometimes there's movies and we see this guy called the Mountain Man. My family loves this spot. We go at least twice a year and we will be enjoying this offer ourselves as well. Again, it's the 110th anniversary. YMCA winter deals 84 bucks for a lodge room. A family of five could sleep in one of these lodge rooms and again, two free breakfast per day. Check it out. YMCA of the Rockies.org.
6: 238 Jane. You call them and they'll pick up whatever you need. Furniture, small, big. Medium. Uh, yep. Absolutely. Uh,
1: a small, big, medium. Yes, they'll bring ma'am. the truck right on over. What's yes, the ma'am. number?
6: 303 238 Jane.
1: Yeah, they bring a truck right to your house. 303 238 Jane. 303 yes, 238 Jane. Arcdrift.org. Does cool. uh, Arc make you feel special? Oh yeah, absolutely. I thought so. We are special. Arcdrift.org. As, As are you, man. As are you. Do you love working for Arc? I love Arc. Hey, it's Angie. Welcome back to the good news. Well, it's not good news to get fat little chubby not fit into your pants over the holidays that's bad news Well, we don't have to have any bad news today because if you do tend to gain weight over the holidays you don't have to this year because here to help us with tips on controlling our weight this holiday season is dr matthew pitman with the northwestern medicine delnor hospital and he's also the medical director for their weight management and bariatric surgery program there so he knows a thing or two about weight loss and weight management welcome doctor
9: thank you so much for having me
1: Well, I think this is uh, pretty common for people to gain weight. So uh, let's get started on just some of your tips on how we can avoid that this uh, Christmas.
9: Yeah, absolutely. It's a struggle we all have, right? Over the holidays, there's temptations everywhere, Uh, holiday parties, uh, baked goods in the office, alcohol, everything seems to revolve around food. And so it's tough for all of us. And so I think... uh, Kind of mindful uh, eating and, and really doing a little preparation ahead of time can help uh, can help people really save off those uh, those extra pounds that tend to come on over these next few months and there's nothing wrong uh, with have, being prepared
1: like you said the preps sometimes I'll even bring a few things with me and just kind of slip them on my plate if I don't want to make a big deal out of it. <laughs>
9: that is a great great and it's actually one of uh, one of our dietitian audra's best tips for uh, for holidays is try and bring your own dish if you can especially house parties uh, you know offer offer to bring a dish for the table one you're gonna look really good because you you know you brought your own dish and uh, and uh, helped to uh, help the party planner but two then you have control over one of the elements so if you bring in a healthy vegetable dish that you know you're gonna enjoy eating it's one less thing to worry about
1: now I know uh, as I was reading the press release about some of the things we could talk about uh, there were keys to yeah. long-term virtual versus- versus short-term weight loss. I'm curious about that.
9: You know, we we really try to um, discourage our, our patients from jumping on some of these fad diets. Uh, obviously, they become very popular once New Year's resolutions roll around. You'll see ads abound on, on TV and everywhere else for the for the newest fad diet. And the reason that they're called fad diets is, is because they're fads. They tend to maybe work quickly and, and get you that initial weight loss, but that weight almost always rebounds. And so we constantly try and, and remind our patients that we should should be looking at, f- at food uh, and healthy eating as a true lifestyle change and not as a diet. Um, you know, this shouldn't be, I am going to restrict this from myself for the rest of my life because it, 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 it's, it's unlikely to work. And so if we really instead analyze our diets and just work on making healthier choices, that leads to a much more uh, prolonged uh, weight loss and a healthier lifestyle.
1: You know, in terms of stats, uh, there was some uh, recent research out just in the last week or so about the number of children that will be obese as adults. And it was a pretty shocking statistic the the number of people. Terrifying
9: numbers, aren't they?
1: And when you travel the country, doctor, don't you notice that certain areas where maybe a certain type of cooking is more popular? uh, You know, people are heavier. There's certain parts of the country. Like I live in a state that's pretty fit. uh, And so I'm a normal weight and I'm kind of bigger for my friends. But when I go to lots of parts of the country, I'm considered little.
9: Yeah, if you go, you actually you, you you're lucky in that you live in one of the healthiest states. If you if you go to the CDC's website, you can actually track obesity rates uh, by state over the last since about 1990, and it's shocking to see the percentage of of the populations of some of these states that are now in the obese category. We see a you know a big uh, section of the South and in through the Midwest um, where there's there's some really scary numbers.
1: Now, um, in terms of long-term weight loss, that's what, you know, you as a physician specialize in, um, let's you said avoid fat, fad diet so i know that sometimes surgery options should be considered so i want to get into that as well yep. so let's just start first with long term weight loss success
9: yep and so we know for people who are morbidly obese that honestly if we look at the long term data surgery is going to be their best uh, their best chances at long term success and i know not everybody's interested in surgery and, and that's okay but for those people uh, getting into some sort of program, whether a medical weight loss program or a surgical weight loss program where you have uh, dieticians, physicians, exercise specialists, experts who can help design a weight loss program for you, I think it's going to be your best bet at long-term success. On the surgery side of things, for patients with a BMI or a body mass index above 40 or those with a body mass index above 35 with conditions like high blood pressure, diabetes, and other things that are related to obesity, I think you should at least consider surgery. Um, you know, this is a, this is a chronic disease. Um, and so uh, getting some professional help here uh, is really important.
1: All right, doctor, where do we go to get more info on that?
9: Uh, you can go to nm.org forward slash radio and on that page you're going to see a couple links the first one is for um, our weight loss center here at northwestern del Nor, and it's going to go through a lot of the medical weight loss options all of the surgical weight loss options available um, just to give your uh, your listeners a little background on some of the options available to them the other link on there mm-hmm. is one from our dietitian uh, audra wilson uh, where she's uh, laid out a lot of nice uh, healthy eating over the holiday tips oh, that uh, can be used as a nice little quick user guide for, for your listeners for the holidays
1: Wonderful. Thank you, Dr. Pittman.
9: Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com.
6: Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah.